On today's episode of Senior Quotes, we talk a whole lot of football, some upcoming NBA free agency, and an exclusive interview with BC's own Jewel Strawberry. Let's get into it. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Senior Quotes Live. I'm your host, Aiden Broderick, joined by my co-host, Jack Coleman, and we are back after a one-week hiatus where we were on spring break. Uh, we're back, and a lot has happened in our two weeks of sports, so we got a lot to talk, uh, <laughs> got a lot to, to talk about, and clearly a lot of rust, too. Um, but yeah, how are you doing, Jack? I'm all right. Uh, battling two ear infections <laughs> right now, so like if I start talking quiet... I was going to say tell me, but you guys can't really tell me. Unless you oh, call in. Yeah, that's true, in. which I think we figured out. Yeah. I, I don't, don't, yeah, right? We I mean, did. we'd be willing to give it a try. Well, I mean, we have to. That's the only way we can find out. Yeah, so. Uh, also, uh, I just want to touch on this. <laughs> in the world of sports today, so there was a big uh, college scandal, I guess, mm -hmm. where a bunch of wealthy celebrities were essentially paying for their kids to get into colleges and cheat on the SAT, ACT. But yeah. why we're talking about this is because some college coaches got involved and said that their kids were, I guess, athletes being recruited and kind of filed them in through the program. So it, it's just another check on college sports. Like, we are always talking about college sports endlessly, and yet again, here it is. Yeah. Another involvement where college sports are corrupt and – involved in so much more than just their players you know it's it's always about money it seems like and, mm -hmm. and here it is again so we're gonna see if that's something that changes more info comes out but we're just keeping you in the loop with that going on but yeah. i'm ready to get underway well with some real sports yeah before no i'm gonna um jump off that and go into another college sports scandal where lsu head coach um i'm gonna look up his name and i'm blanking on it uh he was suspended indefinitely by the school um he was on a wiretap, which wasn't even directed at him apparently or targeted for him, it was at the recruit he was talking to or something, and he was um, recorded offering money to a recruit. So, even more scandals. It's Will Wade. Uh, I didn't even get to look it up yet. I just remember uh, Will Wade, who is leading LSU to potentially a um, SEC championship uh, in that conference, and you know with Naz Reed, who we both like a lot from Jersey. Uh, it, it just sucks to see this uh, because this could really Oh, so Nasri, was he involved? In no, that? no, oh, okay. but it, it's his coach and definitely someone who's led this team this far. So hopefully it doesn't derail their uh, SEC championship hopes. Um, they are ranked. They're ranked like top 10 right now. So Yeah, I've, really I've always had a soft spot for LSU. I mean, especially for football, too. We had Odell come out of there. True. I believe Odell's father as well went there. Could be. Yeah. Odell Beckham Sr. And I was going to say, I felt like Shaq had a tie Shaq, there. Shaq did go there. Shaq went there, yeah. Yep. So there you go, and some good guys. But getting into sports, do you want to start off? Should I start off? How are we feeling? Um, I'll, I'll go. I, right. don't, I don't know. Uh, we don't have any MLB quotes this week. Yeah, just kind of crazy because um, you know we're just jumping back in after some big signings, such as Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. But we talked a lot about those guys 
Um, the final dominoes have not fallen yet. That's like Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel. And it's really likely that they both go back to their former team. So until stuff happens there or until spring training ends and we get to opening day, we don't have much to talk about it in terms of the baseball. But we've both got NBA and NFL quotes to touch on. So real quick, I just had some baseball thoughts. Okay. I, I had baseball thoughts. How wild. But <laughs> baseball thoughts. So if Mariano Rivera were in the same situation as Craig Kimbrell, would he have been signed by now? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, my gosh. Because he's – no. Okay, actually, no. Ooh. As much as I love Mariano Rivera. Because it's not about the quality of the reliever, you know, because Craig Kimbrell is the best reliever mm. currently. No, Not – close to Mariano Rivera, but he's the best reliever in baseball um, right now. It's it's what he's asking for. No one wants to pay, I don't know, it's, I don't know the figure exactly. I feel like he wants nine figures. I think he wants something in the hundred million range. No one wants to commit that much money to a reliever, and no one wants to commit that many years. You know, he wants something similar to what Harper and Machado have been looking for, which is a long-term deal where they have a lot of financial security going forward. What Kimbrell's going to end up with is probably a high-paying one- or two-year deal so that he can test the market again. And I'm really thinking he goes back to the Red Sox, which I don't want to see because that bullpen's got really bad over this offseason. Losing Kimbrell and not having a legitimate closer takes the Red Sox out of the AL East competition, in my opinion. Like, they're still going to make the playoffs probably, but my take is they'll have no shot at beating the Yankees in terms of the AL East if they don't have Kimbrell or a legitimate closer in that slot. And then my second baseball thought was I actually went to spring training over spring break, Mm -hmm. saw the Red Sox and the Twins. Twins smoked the Red Mm -hmm. Sox, so that was lovely. Uh, I believe it was 12-1. to I I actually watched from home for a bit, and I saw a giant home run. They definitely scored at least 10. Yeah, so that was awesome. I love that. But anyway, that's the conclusion of Baseball Baseball Thoughts thoughts, by Coleman. Wow, that was awesome. All right. (laughs) Um, right, moving on. Let's get to basketball thoughts with Aiden with our first quote. Um, but there's a bit of a trick to this one because the person speaking is an athlete outside of basketball. Okay. You can tell me who said it, who it's about. I think we have the same quote, but go. I hope so yeah. because we had to have this one. You ain't tough enough to play in NY. Complaining about the media asking questions, maybe NY isn't for them. Yeah, I have this too. It's Saquon Barkley on Kyrie and KD. Yes, sir. Coming so to New York. Gonna call that null. Um, we we've had a lot of overlapping quotes yeah. recently, but, yeah. but like you know, we're touching on the main ones. And it just proves to the listeners out here that we are not showing each other uh, what the what material we have heading into this is completely blind. Yeah, no, I haven't seen this guy all day. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, um, let's discuss this because I saw this and immediately wanted to kick off the show with it. Saquon Barkley, who is just a rookie, he only has one year under his belt in NY. But he really is a professional. Someone who reminds me a lot of Derek Jeter in terms of how he handles the media. Um, unlike Odell and other players who, you know, love the drama or just love being in the center uh, of the media's eye, Katie and Kyrie aren't either of those. They're, they're players who want the media out of their face. Um, when they're there, they don't act professional. They instead complain, you know, you're asking too many questions, which is their job. That's what you do as a sports journalist. Um, and yeah, they just, <laughs> you know, without saying any uh, bad words here, they just moan around and complain. It's a terrible look. And if you're going to move to the Big Apple of all places, that's just going to, you know, go up even more. So Kyrie, who is now in Boston for the second year, you know, is just getting used to being in a big sports media outlet. And he's getting annoyed, clearly, because in Cleveland, there was no real interest. And then same thing with Kevin Durant, being in Golden State, Oakland, kind of the L.A. media, 
But obviously for both, New York would be honestly a worst-case scenario in terms of media. What, what, what do you think, Jack? As, as a guy who wants these players on your team, would it be a difficulty you know, to have them? Is this something that worries you? What do you think? So, first of all, I've, you can, I have a backup quote that I was yeah. thinking of. Uh, okay. So I could maybe work that in instead. But right. it's, it's, uh, oh, I, I have a bonus too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, yeah, all right. It might, yeah, so we'll see that one. Okay. But um, anyway, yeah, I, first of all, I'm going to talk about Saquon because I thought the quote was great, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I thought that uh, Saquon perfectly embodies the type of, I don't know, it's not trash talking and it's not, I don't know what it is. It's just like that New York grit. Yeah. And he perfectly displays it. It's not like he's, you know, stupid like Odell where he says stuff that he shouldn't. Like, no, this is fair and accurate. And Saquon Barkley does a great job of handling the media. And in that vein of base of excuse me, of football. I got baseball on the mind today. Yeah. Nice. In that vein of football, I also want to bring up the fact that the Giants are maybe looking into trading for Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. And that's another question with Josh Rosen is how will Rosen handle the New York media? And we don't know if he'll handle it as graciously as Saquon Barkley did. Um, he's a player that reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers, not only in like his form of play. Oh, I hate doing that. <laughs> but uh, not only in his form. Jeez, it's still going. I just want to put the link on Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll get that in a sec. But not only in his style of play, but also in how he faced the media during the NFL Combine last year uh, is why I see a lot of connections between Rosen and Rodgers. And that's not a good thing. Aaron Rodgers is a guy who... I mean, he, he's fixed it throughout his career, but he's not... But he's not definitely chirped the media mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And, y- you know, he's in Green Bay. Exactly. Things That's what I was going to say. You know, things can blow over. And it's, but if Josh Rosen was still in Arizona, he still is, but if he were to still be there next season, like, that's not a place where the media is a big deal. Like, exactly. New York media is where, you know, people come to die. Like, it, it's, a, it's a rough place. So, moving away from that and kind of transitioning here, I don't think KD is great for the media great with media he never really has been and i think new york media would be bad for him yeah because oklahoma city kept him out of the spotlight and to golden state which was just like the biggest move in the league at that point and he moved to california and not exactly la but still pretty close and this let's say that he did sign with the knicks i honestly like it's not it well obviously it's not the perfect ideal conditions and the knicks will still lose with KD for, you know, it's not going to be automatic wins if they were to land these guys. There's still going to come some losses. And when the media hits you with the why aren't you guys winning, I, you know, dread to see what will come out of Kevin Durant's mouth. Kyrie, on the other hand, I think I'm not as, you know, I feel like he's okay with the media. I don't think it's anything that drastic. I think that right now his current situation with the Celtics combined with free agency stabs by, you know, Knicks, the New York media invading Boston, basically. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah, I I feel like the New York media greatly invades a lot of sports issues. But I feel like Kyrie here, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like he's as bad as Kevin Durant, and I think that he'd be able to manage. I just think that Boston right now is not an ideal situation. There's a lot of tension in that locker room. But... Well, outside of that, can I bring up a point real yeah. fast? Um, I think what Sa- who Saquon's really responding to here is Kyrie, who was complaining about the media recently. Um, KD has as well, but specifically a few days ago, I know Kyrie was saying, like, stop all the questions, I'm not answering that, or something of, of the like after practice or something. And this is what he would have to get used to if he does move to New York. So if anything, he's already showing, in my opinion, 
that he wouldn't be ready for the media either. Um, I don't know, though. Yeah, I just think that there's a lot. I feel like Kyrie could learn to manage and handle it better. I, I don't think he's some guy that's so high up on his horse like Kevin Durant. Okay. I feel like he is. But with Kyrie also coming home to either Brooklyn or, or the Knicks, you know, he's closer to family. And I think that's, that's the main decision for him. So I really do think he's going to wind up on one of those two teams. I just... And I, and I, I think it can out that will outweigh, um, you know, the media having an effect on him. I think having family nearby and attending all of his games like he's back in high school is a big deal to him. Yeah, and then the final point maybe on Kyrie and just this whole media uh, discussion, I, I don't think Kyrie's destination will be Brooklyn because it doesn't seem like a fit for the team uh, where they already have two very good point guards that they're paying or are about to pay in D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie. So... If anywhere, I really think Kyrie ends up at the Knicks. Um, the one I'm still hesitant to say anything about is Kevin Durant, because I think everything's open to him yeah. still, including returning to Golden State. But I, I don't know if you have anything on this. I don't. The Warriors have been crumbling. I think they just lost to the Suns last night. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Steve Kerr, uh, KD reacted to a Steve Kerr comment pretty aggressively when he said he was looking for anger from his team, and Kevin Durant was like, I thought we were playing with happiness or joy. I, I, it was very um But, like, what's the point in saying that? Like, there is mm-hmm. no point in saying that. You just, you know, suck it up and yep. get ready for the next game. And then we also had... But oh, that does sound like the comment of, of a guy who's leaving. Yeah, and then Steve Kerr said something about Draymond on the sideline. Yeah. Like, people are reading lips. The team is about to fall apart. Uh, Steph stays for sure. I still think Clay Thompson could easily stay, but I also think he'll find a role somewhere else. I, well, the thing, the thing is they're not keeping both Durant and Clay. Like, one of them will stay, and I, think, I believe. I think Clay stays at this point and Durant leaves. I th- and I think that might end up being the best move. If yeah. Clay and Steph are still around, mm-hmm. and maybe Boogie ends up staying there too. I think Boogie haul. gets a big payday from, like, the Mavericks or something. I, I could see that too. Uh, the Mavericks really coming together. I'm very excited for free agency in general. And yeah. the NBA is turning into a soap opera, like we've said in the past, where they, they build up this drama between players. It's something that the MLB kind of discourages with the whole Trout and Harper discussions. That would have been a good quote this week with yeah. how uh, Harper has been immediately tweeting and posting Instagram stories saying, Mike Trout, come back to your hometown, join me in Philly. And yeah, that's clearly tampering or, or something. Yeah. I don't know what the MLB's rule is for it, but that's awesome. I would encourage that if you want to get the sport more popular again. I think it has too. I feel mm-hmm. like baseball is on that yeah. really coming back. Like, but I, I feel like there's a lot of younger people very much interested mm-hmm. and intrigued by baseball now. Right, but the league is kind of like cracking down on this now, and I'm saying don't do that. Embrace what the NBA's embraced with the drama between players off the court, mm. or in this case, you know, off the field, um, and just go all in on that. The NFL doesn't have that aspect, in my opinion. I mean, Antonio Brown, which we might get into in a bit, or other players like that, but I don't know. This is more exciting to me, where you see players interacting and saying, come here, and like you said, a lot of people have been discussing baseball recently. And also I feel like it's it's one thing to form a super team five in the NBA. It's another to get a crazy good hitting lineup in baseball. But it's really not the same with football mm-hmm. because really it's still isolating one side of the game, yeah. whether it's offense or defense. And usually you can talk about like a quarterback, wide receiver, running back combo as you know recent stuff with uh, the Steelers. You, they used to have that and yeah. s- still might. But... No, yeah, like it's just a different game, so I can't see it happening there. But the MLB definitely should be allowing this. Yeah. Also, so I just had some other 
takes on this. Mm -hmm. So I thought maybe that this is Saquon somewhat recruiting them to come to New York. Interesting. Taking it as a look that this would further fuel them wanting to prove something. So, like, if players are calling – it's not calling them out saying, like, we don't want you here. It's like, no, if you're going to show us something, show it here in New York and, like, stop complaining about it. Like, show up and really take over New York. So do you think that Saquon is using some kind of reverse psychology here? That's what I was thinking. Interesting. Okay. So Saquon is also a genius, confirmed. (laughs) Besides that, I also wanted to touch on James Dolan throwing a fan out and uh, my take on that as a Knicks fan. Go for it. Because he said today he's giving him a lifetime Yeah, I hate, I hate, absolutely despise. With all my heart, James Dolan. Uh, so do I. He is <laughs> the worst owner in all of sports, potentially sports history. There have, for years, been talks of him getting on the plane after a loss and playing guitar. Like, come on, man. Yeah. He's, he's terrible. All he cares about is money, jersey mm-hmm. sales. He's the worst. He makes for a bad culture in all of New York, and he needs to go. He needs to sell the team. He's not going to now, obviously, because we're talking about some big free agents coming his way, mm-hmm. a top three draft pick as of right now. That's looking good. That's bringing in money. And he's keeping it, which is sad. But when all that goes away, say in another year or two, when that shine is off of the Knicks, and it's a small shine at the moment, like, what are you going to do, man? You, you need to give it up. It's not working. Your fans don't like you. You can't have fans not like you, you know? Mm-hmm. The only reason why he's getting away with this is because it's New York basketball and because he can afford to make ticket prices so high and get jersey sales off of players that otherwise on other teams really wouldn't be selling. But, you know, it's New York, it's the Knicks, and that's what happens. But outside of that, um, I also just want to talk about the Lakers here. This is our only NBA talk. So the Lakers are crumbling. Uh, they, I saw the other day they have the same record this time of year as they did last year, and that's with the inclusion of LeBron now. So I'm thinking, does LeBron get traded? It, like it's, ah. I think it's realistic to talk about a yeah. LeBron tra- okay. trade talk because you're losing good players and talent around you with LeBron dictating everything. And let's face it, LeBron is not the talent anymore where he can afford to be dishing and dealing players around him. You need supporting characters around LeBron that a GM should be bringing in, not LeBron himself. Okay. Um, so do you cut your losses now and trade him away? or? Well, so, I, I mean, obviously they can't trade him yet. It would have to be yeah. uh, around the draft uh, in the offseason. Um, that would be the earliest time that they could. So first of all, his contract is absurdly expensive. Not a lot of teams could take on that cap unless they're giving back some What's kind it, like of thirty-six big mil. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, with that being said, I, I don't know because you know he's declining, and clearly the Lakers have given up on the season. I mean, they shut down Lonzo, they shut down Brandon Ingram, uh, they re-signed Andre Ingram to that ten-day contract, the guy who lit it up last year in the Lakers' final game. But like, other than that, I mean. Obviously, ESPN's looking for any kind of Lakers news to break. No one, no other team would care if you signed a 10-day contract for anybody. Um, but not to get too off topic, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, yes, they should trade um, LeBron, but, like, no, that's not going to happen in real life. Like, in theory, it sounds great because it's just like all these talks are Anthony Davis. Like, the Pelicans are asking absurd amounts um, of value for their star player. 
And to be honest, this is all the Lakers got. I mean, they have a lot of young players who are projects, such as you know Kuzma, Ball, Ingram, etc. And clearly, this combination right now is not a winning culture. So, I don't know. I say yes, I would trade him, but that's completely theoretical. I, I just couldn't see anyone doing that. Uh, I, I also had this thought the other day. Are we considering Lonzo Ball a bust? Because this is his second straight season with a big injury, taking no. him out for the rest of the season. What happens if next year again... He misses a remainder of a season. Um, now, then you start thinking about it because okay. I'm a believer in Lonzo. Uh, I, I love Lonzo. Yeah, I've already I said in our Mount Rushmore how much. Yeah, I while I'm a huge Lakers and LA critic, I just think Lonzo Ball is going to be one of the better passers we've seen in a long time. Just in terms of you know assist production, um, he can score kinda. I mean that's where he's really kind of held back, and I wouldn't have spent the second overall pick on him. Unless I knew I had a scorer to pair him with, which, you know, in theory, again, LeBron. But it just hasn't worked that way. Uh, I don't know. I'd give him another year or two. We also keep forgetting about how much the groin injury hindered LeBron this season. Like, that that may have been one of LeBron's more serious injuries in his entire career. That took him out for so long. So, I mean, you know, that limited the team as well. But it doesn't even look like the Lakers are going to be making the playoffs. Also, talking about Lonzo, I had a quick thought. Is... Is LaMelo Ball's draft stock rising the more that Trey Young performs well? That's interesting. Um, because he's that, and and I guess you can kind of throw in Luka Doncic in, into that conversation too, like Steph, Trey, Luka Doncic. These big-time small shooters, scorers, who are really like big three-point shooters, or at, and you know what I mean, just like shooters in general, where we saw for a while the league was transitioning to. Does that mean... LaMelo Ball is all up for this hype? So the reason I would say LaMelo Ball's stock is rising isn't exactly because of Trey Young or even Luka. It's the growth that this kid has seen. I mean, he's actually in the same kind of frame that Lonzo has, if not a little taller. And while he's not as athletic, I mean, he's showing how he can drive to the rim and do more than just shoot from half court like he did as a freshman. Um and he's leading this team. Spire definitely has a few yeah. other good players. I'm I'm more impressed with him playing for Spire than when he was overseas. Yeah. Because Spire is a legit team, and they get very, very legitimate talent, and he is far and above leading this team. Oh, yeah. So I think he's the guy. I mean, like, he should definitely see an increase in his draft stock. Uh, I would say so, too. The only question is, I, I don't know when... Uh, or no, I don't know what he's going to do as a college player, or I guess he doesn't have to any... No, he... Well... Okay, I got to think about this. He's a high school senior with his own shoe. Um, so immediately he shouldn't be eligible for an NCAA. Maybe LeVar can figure out you know, a way around that rule and see if he can, in fact, play for college somewhere. I know he's getting looks. Like, Kansas was interested. I could um, see him in Kansas, actually. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I, it's the hair. Well, <laughs> the old hair. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Kansas players have that. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I almost said UCLA, but there's no way they'd take him back <laughs> after the LeAngelo yeah, scandal. No. Um I don't know. Uh, if he doesn't go to college, I think he's like a late first rounder, what, maybe. What about like Arizona State, like James Harden? Totally. Right? Is I, he Arizona State? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a good fit. Yeah. Um, Another like strong scoring guy. Arizona State has been off the grid. Uh, I'm just trying to think of stuff nearby because I feel like he'd want to still be Cali centri- cent- centered. Yeah. Um, it, he's uh, the number 19 ranked player in, in the entire class. Uh, but he doesn't have any colleges on his list in terms of um, 24-7 sports, which is the CBS Sports uh, website. I don't know. I 
Meanwhile, of course, there's an article today where LeVar and the Bar fa- Ball family are, com- are claiming, excuse me, that Kansas and USC are interested. Oh, USC would be great. But That'd then be cool. Kansas quickly disputed that notion publicly, they say, while US- USC has not said anything about it. Well, that could also be that there's so much drama going on in college sports that they don't want to get wrapped up in yeah. talks with a player that might be ineligible. So, it's a good point. We'll see. Yeah, I guess so. But um, are we moving I, on? Yeah, I mean, we haven't done too many. I, I can tr- so far. I can try oh. with a, a quote here. Yeah, if it's even worth it, or should I just bring it up as a point and then? Up to you. Uh, you'll get it anyway. All right. All right. If you want to be in New York, look at the blank. Blank has done a great job. The blank have better pieces. You get Kyrie and KD or Kyrie and Kawhi, and you have something. They have nothing bad going on with them. So the two blanks are the first two. So if you want to be in New York, look at the blank. And then blank, which is a person, has done a great job. Okay, so I would say the Brooklyn Nets. And, I mean, I'm going to go with my guy, Sean Marks. Yeah. Okay. So similar thing, just talking about if players are going to come there. What I will say about this, though, is my ideal pairing is Kyrie and Kawhi. I'd rather have Kyrie and Kawhi than Kyrie and Kevin Durant mm-hmm. with the Knicks, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, meanwhile, I've said it so many times, like Kawhi's the one free agent I really want, especially since we're probably yeah. going to use a max slot on D'Angelo Russell. So he fits that team really well. I mean, technically, we even have Dennis Smith Jr. as a point guard. Yeah. It, it, really, the need is Kawhi for us, too. So. Right, unless something I think is very um, possible is the Knicks package. Dennis Smith Jr., Neil Aquina, potentially even Kevin Knox to get a guy like Anthony Davis, uh, which which is totally possible, and the Knicks have been linked to him for sure. I just wouldn't want that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that I think could happen, though, because I think the Knicks are going to go all out for star power, form a new big three, potentially, and it, I think it should work to an extent. Well, potentially, well, yeah, big three, never mind. <laughs> yeah, because if it was like Kyrie, KD, and then you add AD after those guys are signed, so you or, can work around the cap. Well, what I was getting at was throw in whoever our draft pick is, too, whether True. it be Zion, John Morant. You, you know. probably would have to. Yeah, I bet I bet it would take all those three young guys I mentioned plus your Ugh. top pick. I, I don't like that. See, mm-hmm. whereas the Nets, it's really just adding in a guy. Yeah to get that team up to that next level. With the Knicks, I feel like we have those kind of guys like the Nets. It's just they're very young. Yeah. But, you know, take it, it's a similar process to the Nets. It's just I don't think would be as immediate. Mm-hmm. But I think in the long run would result in a very good team. It's, it's just a matter of, you know, now or then and where you want to play. But, I, I, you know, I think it could happen. Totally. I mean, That we'll I see. don't want to give up on them, you know. Right. So I don't, I don't want to trade them away just yet. I do think it's bright futures for both teams. It's just they're going to take different routes. Like the Nets were planning on taking it very slow. Definitely weren't supposed to make the playoffs this year. And it's still possible that they don't. But it's been a way more immediate success than they were expecting. Meanwhile, the Knicks should take it slow, but I think they're going to rush it, honestly. That's my guess. Just saw uh, Cordero Patterson just signed with the Bears. Interesting. That's cool. Former Pats wide receiver. Mm -hmm. A lot of of signings today. Yeah. We'll get into a few NFL well moves. Get into NFL, yeah. Well, I'm going to give you my bonus quote right now because okay. I think you just gave me yours. Um, okay. It's MLB. <laughs> okay. Kind of. Um, she said yes. Who said it? Who's about? Oh, boy, you know it. <laughs> it is uh, our boy A-Rod, yep. the Yankees, with Jennifer Lopez. So yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. J-Lo and A-Rod. 
Yep, so that is a J-Rod. point for you. J Rod or Alo? That that can be our question for this one because I saw it online somewhere. What do, what hmm. do you think? J Rod sounds cool, but mm-hmm. that just sounds like a weird way of saying Jared. So maybe Alo. I feel like Alo's cool. Alo's cool. Also, um, you get rid of the Rod part, which got like switched into Royd. When true. Yeah, so That's I think I think Alo. I'm rocking with Alo, and it sounds like Halo. So mm, wow. A lot of good reasons yeah. for Alo. Um, for me, I'd say J Rod's kind of cool because there's a lot of Rodriguez's in baseball. You know, you keep with the K Rod, the I Rod, and A Rod, of course. So maybe that's good mm. for the legacy. But I think I'm also on the Alo bandwagon. I'm going to uh, text Jack Butterfield what he thinks because he's not currently listening. He couldn't make it tonight, but I still want him to have some input. He's been very consistent with us. So we'll throw that to Jack. Um, and yeah, quote would be back to you whenever you're ready because. That ties us up at one. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, and now I think it's all NFL from here. Oh, yeah, big football talks. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to decide which one I want to go into first. Uh, yeah, this one's easier, so ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no pun intended, but I'm ready. Oh, actually. It's not SpongeBob. I know this one. <laughs> yeah, wow, because this would stump me if I uh, hadn't done my own research. Juju Smith-Schuster about the – or him becoming the number one wide receiver for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, so this for me was a way to talk about Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Anthony Brown because today when I was looking up quotes, I literally typed in Anthony Brown. And nice. I was like, why am I not finding anything? Um, so maybe shot right. there at Anthony Brown. But We've been really generous with yeah. quotes. I'm going to give you mine. I okay. know what the topic is. Um, I'll give you a bonus point if you can name who said it. Okay. Uh, seemed to me to be a great fit for Antonio. He wanted a fresh start and certainly got a chance to get a renowned franchise, one of the marquee franchises in the NFL, a historical team. So, just who said it? Yeah, let's see if you can get it. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind. Of, it could be anyone. I'm probably gonna give you a full point for this anyway. But, um, yeah, there's no way to get it. Uh, Any uh, guesses? I, I mean, it's he's it's very directly linked to AB. Yeah. But I mean, it's not a player. Is, Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Very directly. Yeah, that's the hint. But I, I just don't know if you can name the guy. Antonio Brown. It's tough. <laughs> this is really tough. It's going to be someone stupid. No, it's not. It's it's just stupid that I'm asking. It's his agent. Oh, okay. Do you know him? <laughs> no. All right. Drew Rosenhaus, who actually oh, I know this I've guy. I've heard the name before, Because yeah. he's like the number two... Well, He's like the NFL version of Scott Boris. Yeah. You know, so that's why I was going to ask. I'll just give you a full point because I like, told you it was yeah. about AB. Um, but, yeah, you you want you quoted it. You, you should start in this discussion. But I'm sure we'll talk about this for a, uh, a little while. Um, yeah. All right. So, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. <laughs> I Just after I got finished, I wasn't going to say Anthony Disappointing. Brown. Disappointing. Antonio Brown. There you go. Signed with the Raiders. And... Which should I talk about first? My Antonio Brown takes or my Steelers takes? Um, let's go A B first. Okay. So first of all, it's the Raiders. It's nothing special. I'm still not a big believer in Derek Carr. John Gruden really doesn't seem to know what he's been doing lately. Mm-hmm. I mean you got Mike Maycock. Mike Maycock, right? <laughs> Mayock. Mayock, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Mike Mayock. Who I think is a is he a BC guy? Oh, I think he is. Oh, it's a really good question. I think I, he is as well. I was gonna say he's a rookie GM who's been on the NFL yeah. for forever. No, yeah, I, I believe he's BC. He used to do the mock drafts and everything. Yep. But. Yeah. So 
I do have faith in him because he's obviously a smart gentleman. There's a cool quote <laughs> before you get back. Yeah, yeah, because we go to BC. Um, <laughs> definitely agree with that. But there was a cool quote from like someone in the Steelers organization or maybe even the Steelers GM, just someone up there who was like, I wouldn't have known that Mike Mayock was only in his first year on the job if you hadn't told me. He, yeah. he was so professional and worked out the con- – oh, it was the agent. That was the same quote, actually. Oh, okay. Um, he worked out the contract with Drew Rosenhaus in order to give AB a little bit of a pay raise, um, and he was working out the entire trade as well. So, And to only give up a third and a fifth, yeah, pretty good exactly. job. Exactly. I think he totally won that trade. I, I have faith in him if I'm a Raiders fan because if there's anyone you want drafting players – Besides yeah. maybe, like, Bill Belichick's weird voodoo magic he does, <laughs> you want Mike Mayock. Like, it, it's like getting Mel Kuyper. Like, it, it's equivalent to right. someone knowing the ins and outs of what they're looking for in players and where they should be seated in a, in a mock draft. But, but there's but, a good question. Would Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay make a good GM? Like, they know the ins and outs of scouting players. I'm, I'm saying yes. I Those mean, guys literally lock themselves in like their basement, and but they wouldn't have the time to do that because you'd be managing an entire like fifty-three man roster. That's, there's so much more to it. That's definitely fair, but I think a lot of those skills would carry over to the limited time frame of being a GM, where mm-hmm. it's really con- constrained and confined. If they didn't have such lucrative and um, like secure jobs as they do on ESPN as analysts. I would love to hire one of those guys as my scouting director. I could see that too. I mean, like that's where they would kill it. Yeah. But um, I mean, they're they're perfect where they are. They're not gonna. Yeah. They're never gonna give up those jobs uh, for the world. But yeah, I mean, Mike Mayock. I agree with you. He he knows what he's doing in terms of drafting, um, and player evaluation as well. He sees something in AB. Obviously, I mean, the Raiders haven't had like a fifteen hundred yard wide receiver, maybe twelve hundred yard yeah. wide receiver since Jerry Rice, like 15, 16 mm-hmm. years ago. So. AB gives them a lot more production there. Well, I mean, we'll see. At the same time, AB's career could just completely fall off a cliff. Yeah, I, I don't easily. know what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, my other thing, my other thing, my other take is where does Oakland now go with the draft? I mean, like, I, I could still see them potentially trying to figure out a quarterback situation, maybe not necessarily through the draft, mm. but maybe through trading or something, try and land someone, but... I don't know if Derek Carr is my guy. But besides that, I've seen a lot of drafts saying they would go for... Um, I don't think it was Joey Bosa. Is it Joey Bosa? Nick, uh, yeah, it's Nick Bosa. Nick it's Bosa. Nick Bosa. Yeah, Joey's the other I don't player. think it's Nick Bosa because I think Nick Bosa is going too high. Interesting. So I don't know who's around at that four. And I, I feel like I've seen a bunch of defensive players. In yeah, it would drafts. be maybe... Um, Oh my gosh, uh, Josh Allen, not the actual. That's who I've Josh seen. Allen, Josh the Allen, Kentucky yeah. outside linebacker. Yep. Yeah, I think he so, fits there. I, I guess that's what they're going for. I, I, to me, it's just I don't know if I'm trusting Derek Carr. Yeah. all the way. Well, it seems like just through like AB and Derek Carr's interaction on social media that they have put faith back in Derek Carr for another year. And I mean, they signed a giant deal with them. I know John Gruden like loved him. Mm-hmm. Like I know he's like a big fan of him. So. I mean, he is the, the QB whisperer, so That's maybe true. he'll be I mean, able to turn this around. On the other hand, like, Gruden's the one I don't trust with. <laughs> yeah, I really don't trust Gruden. As much as I loved him on it's ESPN. It's been groomer season. Oh, my god, It's gosh. been a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like he could completely throw a curveball and be like, Mike, I want you to take a quarterback with this pick. I, I, I just don't see it happening. I think they want to fill the Khalil Mack hole that they opened yeah. up. And I, uh, hot take maybe, 
I really think it was a smart trade getting rid of Khalil Mack because yeah. they got multiple first rounders. Someone was saying like that was so stupid. The Bears weren't going to make the playoffs, so they didn't make that trade, and they did. Sure, that's true, but it could be a win-win. Win. Yeah. Exactly. That's so, true. I mean, the Raiders have so much draft stock. They have three picks. So while the second and third are, like, in the 23 to, like, 30 range, you can still get two really good players there. So I've also been seeing a lot that the Raiders basically are dictating the way this draft is going to oh, go. Oh, yeah, totally. So that that's also pretty cool. So a lot of light and spotlight on the Raiders. So to flip it over now, to talk about the Steelers. Now everyone is coming down on the Steelers after this move, after losing Le'Veon Bell. And I necessarily don't think that the Steelers are that bad off. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not confident in Big Ben that much anymore. I think his time is coming. I, oh, think, yeah. he, I think he really just needs to call it quits in the, a year or two. More like a year. Um... But after him, you have Mason Rudolph, who I'm a big fan of. I know you are, yeah. And you combine him with a young big three. Here we go with a big three talk. Hell but yeah. a young big three of him, Juju, and James Conner. And I think that team is still very powerful and very young. And you could have a high-powered offense similar to like a Chiefs-Rams situation. So the Steelers aren't completely out of it yet. Mm-hmm. And they did get some you know, some draft picks from this. Nothing too quality that for uh, AB's caliber, but... Still draft pick nonetheless. And so I think thing. it's a rebuild within a rebuild type of situation going on. Oh, sure. But the other thing, no team drafts better than the Steelers. Yeah. And I'm saying because the Patriots, they just put anyone in their system and they work. I'm saying talent-wise, spotting people in those mid-rounds, in the third round and the fifth round, like the picks they got, you get guys like James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm pretty sure Juju was a second or third rounder. Conner didn't go till the third or fourth at least. Both guys have turned into superstars, like you said, and they're going to have lead roles now, which I think they're both ready for. Yeah. Now, it also shows to me, and I hate saying this, but it comes up all the time when I think about Saquon, is there are so many good running backs that you can get throughout the draft that it's not worth using you know, your second overall pick on a running back. We'll be able to say that for years to come. You just got to cheer now for Saquon to be like a legend, which it's totally yeah, possible. And, and I think he actually very much can end up that legend. Yeah. So I'm okay with this pick. I, I'm okay with that. I mean, there's no turning back. It's like you get a Hall of Fame guy like that, and it's like it's either a Hall of Fame guy between Saquon or Hall of Fame with Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. It, if you're getting a Hall of Fame talent, I'm okay with it in the long run. It's fine. The it, other the other thing cool is you don't, you don't see many teams who pay running backs big money win because usually you want to be paying the big money to a quarterback – or you luck out and have young guys at both quarterback and running back and have the money invested into your defense and O-line. It, it's tough. Like We only have a few more years where Saquon's on his rookie deal, which is still super expensive because of how it works and you know the pick you get is the deal you get uh, and you know, negotiate signing bonuses around it. So either way, the Giants are paying Saquon big money. It's just what can we do around that? Gettleman's been iffy. And we I lo- mean, right now, you, you're still potentially most likely getting a young quarterback in this draft season. Fingers so crossed. It's, it's, yeah, I yeah. mean, but it's one year out for Saquon's deal. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not crazy money. We're, we are getting that young quarterback-running back combo that we talked about. Well, you got to hope so, but as I was telling you off the show, and neither of us have this quote, but uh, Diana Russini of ESPN New York went on the went on SportsCenter today and said that Dave Gettleman doesn't want to draft a quarterback six overall, which is absurd to me. And, and, you know, immediately Jack and I thought, oh, we're trading for Josh Rosen, which, again, it's possible and it could work out. 
But what how she said it is we're keeping that six pick. Yeah. So either that's not involved in the trade or we're not trading at all. And we're probably going defense or offensive tackle. I uh, mean, yeah. there's uh, a lot of holes to fill in this team. Uh, and it's like too many to even consider like us you, as a contender. They don't know what they're doing. No. And I've seen so many reports coming in on my phone all the time. Like the Giants are, you know. Screwing have, it up. Yeah, they have the no idea. Brown, somebody said. I mean, yeah. uh, that might be a little bit too far right now. But I, we've we, been poorly we have the talent that the Browns never really had. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't say that while we have – Literally the one of, if not the best, running back currently in the NFL, and then you have a wide receiver star in yeah. Odell. You can't say that. But and I mean, also yeah. Evan Engram, like tight end, he had some catching issues this year. But I don't know. He had a great year compared to. He, his he had the, yeah. people were coming down on him this season though. Like he was missing some catches, but I think he finished as. I think he's. Go- I like him at tight end. Oh yeah. So and, and then of course you got Sterling Shepard, who I'm a huge fan of. No, the offense has had so many great weapons. And sorry to Eli, but, well, I won't even go straight to Eli. They haven't had an O-line that's been able to yeah. utilize them. And then then it gets to Eli, where this year I think he is too old, whether it's a good O-line or not. Yeah. And maybe a few years ago, if we had the guys protecting him, he could have put it together. I think we really need a quarterback. So I don't know. So what happens if, in and the quote you brought up before, what happens if we don't necessarily give up this draft pick, but other subsequent draft picks and to land Josh Rosen mm-hmm. with that draft pick, maybe get a stud O lineman. Um, I mean that does leave some problems with the defense. No, but I, I would be all in on it because I think we're one O lineman away from fixing it or getting as close to fixing it as yeah. possible. Because the Kevin Zietler trade was amazing. I'm a huge fan of that mm-hmm. trade. That was a great move. But at the same time, I don't know. I think Rosen would cost like a second and then a future pick as well. Now, some people think he's definitely worth a first-rounder, but I just couldn't see the six-overall pick moving for him. So I think the Giants would package the second and say, like, a future second. Um, And Rosen is a year removed from being, I think, the sixth-overall pick, maybe even the fifth. Um, So he's clearly a talent, just had one of the worst teams in history around him. So, I don't know, give him a good O-line or as good as we can get, and we could see some really good production from him. It's just the defense has so many holes in it, that I I personally think we should address in the first round if we get Rosen, probably more than a, mm. a lineman, and just go with what we've got already, which has two or three pretty solid pieces on the line and just two guys who aren't so great. Yeah, I mean, you saw what we were able to do uh, last year with some of our later picks, and yeah. it, it was impressive stuff. So I think, you know, Gettleman, doing get- it the right way, it can get done. But here's the thing, Gettleman drafts really well. He just he never trades his picks. So if if Haskins is rumored to go earlier, or you know if we we feel like we really need to trade up to make sure we get him, it's not going to happen. So that's number one, which sucks. Number two is he's always signing these old free agents. I mean, we signed Antoine Bethea, three-time Pro Bowler, but if he's our replacement at safety, it's a terrible move in my opinion. The value we can get out of him is him being a mentor to like a safety that we draft. Yeah. But that's another pick we have to commit to another position. Yeah. There's just so many holes. It's so bad. Um. And we haven't spent money on anyone else. We have some cap. Like, we could sign a guy or two, yet all these dominoes have fallen today and none have gone our way. So, (laughs) kind of sucks to be a Giants fan right now. Well, you know who it's even worse for right now is Bills fans. And I just want to bring this up because Bills lost out on Antonio Brown. He was basically there for a hot minute and Mm -hmm. then was gone before (laughs) anyone could even get excited. I mean, our roommate Daniel got excited. That's not true. Yeah, exactly. But that was about it. So... 
it's it's a rough day for for Bills fans. And they got they got Cole Beasley and jo- uh, John and Brown. Yeah, yes. John Brown. Yeah. So yeah. they got two receivers. Didn't they get uh, Frank Gore? Yep. So maybe like they've signed some like four years ago. You guys would have been yeah solid. yeah. <laughs> they've signed some cool pieces, but like no one who's gonna make the Bills a competitor. Uh, unless Josh Allen has a Pat Mahomes like sophomore season, uh, those fans that, right now are doing that thing that like Knicks fans did when it was like D Rose, Joakim Noah, <laughs> and Mello, and yeah. it's like four years ago this team would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot's happened. So, and then it also sucks to be a Jets fan right now because Anthony Barr, <laughs> he signed with the Jets and he opted out of his contract to go back to the Vikings, who offered him a better deal or just a better team maybe like insert uh <laughs> insert gif of uh the simpsons, simpsons grandfather yeah, the yeah. simpsons grandfather walking in taking off his hat and then does walking a circle out, walks, a back, circle, out. walks yeah. back out with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's all the time anthony barr wanted to spend in uh, the big apple or really in east rutherford new jersey but um all three new york Football teams have had rough yeah, off rough seasons. Time. Yeah, um, <laughs> thank God for Yankees baseball. That's coming. it. Yeah, exactly. And Mets, uh, they they look kind of good. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> other than that though, and the Nets if they make the playoffs, we'll see. How about we uh, go to a different NFL team here? Is this your last one? Yeah. Okay. So tell me who said it. Oh, interesting. This is an old quote from the person who said it. I want to know that, and I want to know who he signed with. It was either today or yesterday. Um, I would love to lead a team. The starter thing, leading a team, impacting a locker room, that's why we play the game, to impact people, to create an atmosphere. This was my tough one, but, you know, it's an old quote when he was on his old team, and he signed with a new one, and it it makes sense when he, you know, connected. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, the big signings. Um, Definitely one big one that I think stands out a little bit. Um, I'm just going to say Landon Collins. Interesting. Yeah. No. I mean, tell me who he signed with. Because <laughs> we, we can talk about that right Redskins? Quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he, um, he went to the Redskins six years, $84 million, highest paid safety in history. That was, yeah, that was just a big deal to me. So uh, Terrible contract. Yeah, first of all. awful. Um, but he, it's the Redskins. Uh, what else is new? <laughs> yeah, that I, I'm, I'm actually okay with him leaving at yeah. that rate. Um, my dad got it correct. He guessed uh, Nick Foles to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so this is an old quote back when he was with Philly, um, saying he'd love to lead a team and be a starter once again. He signed for four years, $88 million. Yeah. That's starter money right there. That's not, like, number one starter. I know Derek Carr makes, like, 25 a year, but that's up there. So... What do you think of that deal? What do you think of the... Oh, and they cut Blake Bortles, too. I didn't realize that at first. They cut him today. Yeah. So they are completely moving on and putting all faith in Foles. So where... So let's say... First of all, I'm just thinking about my homie, Blake Bortles. Uh, the boat. The boat. Yeah. Best of all time. Um, also, best Blake of all time. Yeah. The, <laughs> the boat. The boat. But um let's say rosen gets traded from the cardinals would Bortles end up in arizona for the time being okay uh, hmm interesting I, I don't know um he i, I want to see what he signs because i know Slash, what about um what about a place like the broncos or something where like case keenum broncos hot take there's they're gonna trade up and draft a quarterback hmm. um they'll definitely take one at number 10 if a guy like murray 
or I could even see Drew Locke going there. I could see Drew Locke going there. Um, but they're taking a the quarterback after trading Keenum to the Redskins. Uh, yeah, that's totally going to happen in my opinion. But they could sign Bortles too. I mean, it's just like the Broncos have always been so non-committal to one guy at quarterback. So that would make sense for them to bring Bortles in maybe at like 10 or $11 million a year. He's still going to get a good contract even if he goes somewhere as a backup which I think is a dumb idea because he, he's never been that good. He doesn't have the arm you need to succeed in this league. Um, I don't know. Just don't want him on the Giants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. no, thank you. Maybe, uh, no, not the Jets. They, uh, Sam Darnold. Maybe he's their backup. I, I don't <laughs> know. Uh, no idea where he goes. But uh, that's a good shout. Uh, it could also be the Dolphins. He could stay in Florida. See that? Um, Tannehill's been injured yeah. all the time and just hasn't panned out. I don't know. Well, we're on to the last quote, I believe. Yeah. Um, I just have to get half of it to win this episode. So let's see what, what happens here. All right. So this one is actually kind of tricky now that I look at it. Okay. But all right, here it is. No price is too high to escape watching blank every week. So Whoa. guess who it's about. Guess who that blank is every week. Um, you, I mean, it's just a random fan who said it, so <laughs> it's more so that talking about the situation. Um, and it's NFL? Yes. Wow. It's tough. I actually didn't realize how Whoa. hard it was. What? Is it a player or a team? It's probably a team, right? Oh, no, it's a, it's a player. Wow. To escape watching blank. No price week. is too high to escape watching blank every week. Yes. And it's one of the big signings from the last couple days. Okay. So, I'm just going to, like, think it out out loud. Mm. Um, you can give input whether you want to or not. Um, huh. So, is it, like, a fan we, of the we have already team? We have already said their name on this show. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I was thinking, no, but you wouldn't have done two Antonio Brown quotes. So, I don't think it's him. I don't think it's... Dang, I don't know. I'm... I don't think this is right. I think I'm uh, risking a tie here. But I'm going to say it's it's no prices too high to avoid watching Blake Bortles every week. That is correct. Yes, <laughs> let's go, because they wanted to sign. Yeah. Yeah, because Foles, we think, is getting overpaid a little bit. Yes. But I, okay, yeah, it makes sense. So right. I was saving a lot of my takes on Nick Foles to avoid giving it okay. away. Well done. So... We talked about the four-year, $88 million deal, but with incentives could reach $102 million, Good point. Which is insane. Um, j- just to look at Nick Foles' career, he's 4-1 in playoff starts, including the Super Bowl win against the Pats. So very impressive. Not going to knock him there. Mm-hmm. Under pressure, third and long situations, I feel as if he's nearly unstoppable. Mm-hmm. He's, he is so good on those you know drives that look like they end up could end up in a, you know, a big punt. Mm-hmm. And then his his numbers, he's got a 68% completion percentage, nine touchdowns, five picks, and a 97.3 passer rating while just taking three sacks. Wow. And the thing is, these numbers, or not these numbers, but his numbers from 2014 to 2018 when he was a starter, like you can look up online and see just how kind of bad his footage is, uh, yeah. are very similar to Blake Bortles. Okay. So that's the thing. Like, is this the move for for it's where, where did he just go for the jaguars, the jaguars. i was r- thinking the redskins for a second mm, that was the that's fair the i mean one. it's a risky move in my opinion uh the reason i feel that way is kind of like you're saying when he has been a starter outside of philadelphia specifically 
he's never panned out. I mean, sure, he hasn't had the same caliber team as he's had in these last few years in Philly, where he won a Super Bowl. But outside of Philadelphia, he's just not looked comfortable, hasn't looked like the same player. I know for a fact he played for St. Louis back when the Rams were there and was horrendous. You know, that was the last time he really tried the starter gig. And now he gets a second chance. I mean, he's getting the money now as if he's guaranteed. I just don't think he's a guaranteed star. So I completely agree, but my one point mm-hmm. is that John Filippo coached Foles on the Eagles as a quarterback coach okay. and is now with the Jaguars. That's so good. if he can rebuild a system around him that works, this might end up working out, and that might be why the Jaguars went so all out on Foles because totally. they believe that they can input that system and have it work in Jacksonville. And then I read something else where it seemed like the Jaguars were just bidding against themselves in terms of Nick Foles. Yeah, where, I saw that too. Yeah, like no one else was really in that war or in that race for him. And, and, and I mean, this is a lot of money for a starter who hasn't been so proven in the past. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they could have just given him $20 million a year or, you know, cut back a bit on the incentives. It, it's risky. But at the same time, you know... It, when you see your guy at the quarterback position, you got to go all out, whether that's training a bunch of picks to move up, and that's something I've heard all the time. Uh, watching the mock draft, I think, uh, on ESPN, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay made a great point. You don't remember what, uh, you know, what the Eagles gave up for Carson Wentz or what the Texans gave up for Deshaun Watson. I think the Chiefs traded up for Mahomes. You just remember how good those players were. You know, when the quarterback works out and when you're convinced your guy is on the board still... You just got to go up there and get them. So the Giants are a weird team where they have so many holes that we should keep all the picks that we have. But on the other hand, I think if the Giants have been convinced that Haskins or even Murray is the guy of their future, or the quarterback of their future, we should go in and trade up for him. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And I guess to link it back to the Jags, they did the same thing just with money instead of draft picks. You know, they Mm -hmm. saw their guy, and like you said, they have the same coach who – really led Foles to success in Philly. So maybe it is his time once again. We'll see. I know Ryan Mealy's really excited as a Jaguars fan. He, he's he's weird. I don't know what team he likes more. I have to ask him if they played in the Super Bowl, who, if he's a Giants or Jags fan. But he's been big on the Jaguars forever. So. Yeah, Jaguars are cool. I mean, that I always kind of – I may have talked about this with you, but I've always kind of liked the uh, Dolphins just mm-hmm. on the side. I think oh, we did talk about that. Yeah, bit. I think they're yeah. cool. And it's just kind of like a bad team that I enjoy. That's me with the Padres, but they just signed Machado. So, yeah, um, yeah things looking up there. Um, we have a few more minutes, and usually that means Bachelor talk, but we're in a weird spot here. Because, I mean, we, we can do a little Bachelor recap. All right, because it's day two today of the two-day finale, and we've only seen the first, and we're missing the second live yeah. because of a 90-minute meeting we have with our floor uh, at BC. Yeah. So... It's unfortunate. Yeah, and we, we got to see if our TV can even record, you know. So, oh, I could set up real fast on my home TV. We could watch on my phone. I, I mean. That's I, a worst-case scenario. I need to see what goes down. Exactly. So, so, let's talk about what happened last night. Recap. So, we were left with the highest of fence-jumping moments. We, it finally happened. I mean, it was the, the cliffhanger all season was when would Will Colton jump the fence. I believe Chris Harrison said it was like an eight foot fence when Colton's yeah. like six three and like was easily like almost <laughs> standing over it. But whatever. 
Chris Harrison clearly caught up in the moment, dropped mm-hmm. an F-bomb. Mm-hmm. He was very excited. Oh, yeah. So Colton was gone in the Portuguese wilderness. They love saying that. The, the Portuguese, Portuguese wilderness. wilderness. Yeah. So Colton was gone. He was clearly heartbroken when Cassie left him after he had proposed his love for her. But you can't just come back from saying that. <laughs> you can't just come back from saying I love you. Can't. And w- now this is all on camera. What's he going to say to Tasha or Hannah G? You just can't immediately go back to them and be like hey i loved cassie but like i kind of love you (laughs) question mark want to get married so obviously he made the right decision he's a stand-up guy colton officially stand-up guy and he went to them told them what was up and basically left them crushed and heartbroken we heard from them last night in between segments of the show and now we're left with the whole idea that colton is going after cassie Mm. one final episode to fully try and win this girl. So I have faith. Cassie was my night one pick. I had her for a while going. I, I really liked her. And this might be that that extra, I don't know, I'll, I'll say oomph. The extra oomph <laughs> that Colton needed to win over her love and you know win over her father. This is a big demonstration of just how much he loves Cassie. Yeah, I mean, here's a senior quotes edition of Bachelor. Or, yeah, Bachelor edition of senior quotes. Um... And I'm not even going to make you guess it, but Cassie said as the show was ending, I don't want him to base any decisions off of me. Mm. Well, guess what? The entire episode was based off of you. Yeah. Um, he was giving up a sure thing for something he wasn't even sure he could you know, pull off, which he said that as well. I don't know. I, I, I recently realized that Hannah G was my pick. Um, maybe not, I just thought that they were the perfect match. But, I, you know, and he kind of said that yeah. too. But he had fallen for Cassie a few weeks ago. I was saying I didn't like like the decision from what I would do, where I would like realize the commitment is something that's very desirable. But I just think he'd already fallen for her weeks ago, and now is doing whatever it takes to get to that point. Yeah. So, and, and I think I think it's gonna happen. I don't necessarily know if there will be a proposal, but no, I don't think so. So here's my hot take for tonight's episode. All right. I think that they, he went to her, showed up, professed his love. They end up dating and continue to date. But at the live show tonight... Oh, I just had the same thought. He hits her with the proposal. And and she rejects him. (laughs) And he immediately goes to Kerpa. Oh. No, kidding. Oh. But no, I think we may get a live proposal tonight. And I think Cassie's going to say yes. And we're going to end up with the proposal we've been waiting for. There's no doubt, actually. I'm all in on that. Um, It's going to destroy Hannah G and Taysha, who are... Well, is it live again yeah, tonight? Yeah, it's live again. Okay, so they might not even be there. Who? Taisha and uh, Hannah G. I yeah. was going to say, if it was like a two-day, like all recorded at the same time, you know, then they yeah. would probably be heartbroken even more. Um, Taisha handled it so well. Hannah G handled it like I would expect anyone to, which wasn't bad. She's just, she's so respectful too. But like, at the same time, it was like, you said you love me. Like, I didn't think, she thought, um that Colton was first going to her before Tasha and Cassie even got their chances. So really felt bad for her. That yeah, I mean, that's the thing even with the proposal too, though. you, When you're going to see him, you basically have to assume that he saw the other girls first. Right. So whoever gets out of the limo first, usually on the finale, is the one that's getting sent home and rejected first. Mm. So it's kind of a similar situation. A little little anticlimactic last night but like tonight it makes up for it and it's going to be a, 
a good show. And of course, that's the one that we're not going to see live. Yeah. But I do have a recording right now at home, so we will be able to watch it right at 10 or whenever we get back to the room. Oh. So until then, um, well, it's going live right now, so as we get off the air. So maybe you should switch from the radio here to uh, ABC on your TV. Please do. See it would make happens. me, you know, as a host, it would make me the happiest man <laughs> if you would do that. There you go. If you accept <laughs> this rose. All right, so that's it for today. We will be back next Tuesday with a little bit more MLB maybe as we come back to spring training, but probably more NFL stuff. That's what we're in the probably heat Probably right some now. March Madness talk. Almost, because it'll be uh, third that that Thursday after will be the first yeah, day Yeah, so games. we'll definitely be doing some bracket talk then. Yes, sir. Can't wait for that. Until then, we'll see you later. Have a good week. Bye. What's up, guys? We are back, and we are talking with Jewel Strawberry, the breakout freshman star of the women's volleyball team here at BC. Uh, we're going to have some fun with it. Real quick, though, our episode ended last night with some breaking news, like literally the moment we finished recording. Tragic. But Odell Beckham Jr. traded to the Browns. <laughs> Browns are now like the team of destiny. They're dumb lit. Mm. They got Baker, Odell, Jarvis, Kareem Hunt, everyone that you could want, and more. Yep. Uh, and then later on in the night, we had Le'Veon Bell go to the Jets. So Man, two, two, it's two, it's big deal, big deal in football. Yeah, we probably would have touched on regardless. Oh, the uh, whole the entire show would have been about. Yeah. The so trade. so Aiden, real quick, what's your Giants take? How how are you feeling? Well, I'm just still in denial. Like I woke up this morning, was like, oh, it definitely was a dream, but no, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, um, and now I'm here just thinking, this is good and bad at the same time. Like we can kind of go in a rebuilding way and finally pick a. Uh, direction here but I just don't think that that's what's going to happen we're going to somehow blow it with our second first round pick like usually I'd feel pretty good about this but I don't know that was the heart and soul we'll, of the team uh, right there yeah we'll, we'll, see we'll how save it, it for next week but we are here with Jewel so Jewel how are you doing today I'm good how are y'all we are doing we're, well we're living we're living right yeah. now uh, it's yeah. a tough post Odell world we're as living as best in. as I can be. <laughs> yeah. yeah but we really want to sit down and talk with you. So Jewel is our first female guest ever on Senior Club. Keep saying a trailblazer. Yeah. yeah. So Super Jewel's honored. a trailblazer. Yeah. Trailblazer. Our second BC athlete, though. We right. did have Chris Aaron Jr. on earlier on in the year. But now we have Jewel, and we're talking some volleyball. So, right. Jewel, you had a big part with the team this season. I saw, a, like, a good amount of your games. I was covering some. Um, so give us a background on you being this breakout star. Like, what? What went into it from high school on and, you know, whatever volleyball you played? So, like, I started volleyball when I was around eight, and it was basically, like, my mom made my sister and I start. And then, like, I saw how my sister grew. She played at UConn, so she was, like, really great there. And I was like, I want to do the same thing. So I played club for since, like, I was nine. I started when I was nine playing mm. club. And from then on, the goal was always to just, like, go play D1 like my sister. And so when I was in the recruiting process, it was, like, mostly ACC schools. And then I got down to UVA, Miami, and BC. And when my coach told me about BC, I was like, oh, I don't even know what that school is. Like, I'm from Florida. Like, I don't want to go to BC. Like, I'm not going on a visit. And, like, my mom was like, Jewel, you're going on a visit. And I was like, okay, like, whatever, I'll go. And then I definitely underestimated VC. Mm -hmm. And when I got here, I was like, 
I have to come here. Yeah. I was going to say, what went into your decision to pick, uh, especially coming from a warm weather state like Florida, to go yeah. up to BC instead of UVA, Miami? Well, like talking to my sister too, like she came from, oh, true, went true. from yeah. Florida to the cold. So like she was like, it's really not that bad. And like the school, she had come to BC and like hung out. Mm-hmm out. <laughs> hey, that's a um, good time. Yeah. yeah. Strawberry stay lit. We'll get yeah. that. Later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she said like it's really not that bad. Like it's such a pretty campus. Mm. Like you'll have a great time there, and it's good to get away. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and then I came here and things just fell in place. There we go. Yeah, been working <laughs> yeah. out so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, all right, this just popped in my head, but I think sure. I need to know this question immediately. Do you in fact like strawberries? Oh, interesting question. Yes, I okay. do. All right. Yes. Like, no bias there? Yeah, yeah, I get that. No, I need to know. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of questions that no one is asking. And or it's apparently not. Know. Apparently a lot of people are asking that question. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. There we go. <laughs> well, now the world knows. Um, so going back to volleyball, so what was your favorite memory from this season on the court? Um, I'd have to say, like, when we played UNC – um, that was my first like career start like mm. I had gone in like yeah. later in the first set or like in the second set and like got to play but that was like my first career start and um, that was the first time we'd beaten UNC in like 25 years wow. or something yeah. so like that was super, no, that's a good win. yeah that was cool very that's cool so was that game here or were you away it was uh, at home yeah I oh, think okay. I might have been there I think that's one that yeah. we, a lot of us I went think we to. did yeah. go to that game so very cool. Yeah. It was our Super favorite fun. moment as sure. well. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> wow. totally. All right. <laughs> okay. So the future of the team. How are you feeling going into your sophomore season next year? Definitely a cornerstone of this new volleyball team. Like sure. I mean, we're we're starting to win now. What yeah. do you think is is the goal going forward? Well, a lot of our like growth, I would say, has come from our new coach, and he came from an elite program at USC. So, like, he's bringing in a lot of his recruits, and, like, the future's looking really good. Like, next season, we're going to um, start out our season playing at Oregon, and, like, that's, cool. that's oh, a top that's really eight cool. team. Yeah. So, like, wow. it's good to, like, get out there and play those teams that are, like, tournament mm. championship teams. Mm. So that's, like, something huge that we're doing next season. And then just this spring, like, grinding, like, that's yeah. the biggest thing is, like, this spring has been really tough, but... I'm excited. Like you can, we can see like how much growth like we've had just in a few weeks. And I feel like that's something that Martin Jarman has done mm. a good job of mm-hmm. with all of BC athletics recently is just getting everyone the same type of training and on the same plan to yeah. get to be like one of those top schools where you know the facilities are what they should be in the ACC. Right. Coleman, I have a very quick question for you. Um, after BC basketball got kicked out of the ACC tournament last night against Pitt, which is an upset. Um, what do you think about Jim Christian? Jim Christian is gone. I've been saying for a while that he ne- he should be gone. I think he's a good guy deep he down. He seems like a, I, I yeah. think he does care about his players, but I think in the long run we've seen so many games, and especially the past couple, where like the team just looks like it's given up on their coach. Yeah. And I, I think that's what's going to go down. I think Jim Christian's going to be on his way out. All right. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. He had um, such a cool moment that we talked about with Chris when we had him yeah. on the show because that was right after he got the scholarship, mm-hmm. and it was a viral moment on Twitter and everything. So kind of sucks to see that. Like, he seems like such yeah. a personal guy, but it might be what's best for the program. Yeah, but speaking of viral moments, and Chris, actually, because we kind of talked about this with Chris. With, he does, like, lit videos <laughs> on Insta, and so does Jewel, too. Like, in her own respect, they might even be better. Ooh. Wow. So, <laughs> so Jewel, what's up with your Insta videos and you dancing? Like, they're awesome. Just run everyone through it. Like, why do you do it? 
Um, so well, particular like, reason. Sort of background. In yeah. high school, like, I just started doing them with my best friend. They were, like, so stupid. Like, we didn't even set <laughs> yeah. up. Like, usually now, like, I get a little set up. Yeah. Oh, yeah but, like, we would just <laughs> do it, like, holding it, like, with our hands. But I don't know. I just get bored. I'm like, let's make a triller. And I like, <laughs> just lit i guess yeah yeah no I'm a, I'm a huge fan so that's going to introduce us into a mount rushmore for jewel here we're doing mount rushmore of lit people it's been the word of the day today it's, it's lit. lit it's yeah, a lit right, day yeah. wednesdays stay lit all right so there you go jewel who are four people to you that are the epitome of lit um i would have to say drake of course okay. of course um kyle kuzma he's super lit Kuzma's super funny lit. Yep. um my sister because she's just crazy. Is she the ones in the videos with you? She's in some of them. Okay, yeah, yeah I've seen some of those. Yeah, ones. those are <laughs> magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my last one would have to be LeBron. Yeah. LeBron's okay. a good one. No, right. LeBron yeah. has the hype, like, weight room, like, videos. Where he's oh, my gosh, yeah. they're so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the wine in the pool sometimes? Yeah, yeah all right. Okay, so... <laughs> Colin, you're prepared. I, I'm trying to think of something now, so I'll let I got you mine. Go. So I'm gonna go Lil Uzi. Okay. The the shoulder video yeah. is still classic, iconic. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Ooh. I and what comes to mind is the walk it like I talk it. Oh yeah. Walk yeah, it yeah. talk it video. We got Odell, you know, sadly no yeah. longer jive, but he's still dumb lit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Russell Westbrook, I think like Ooh. courtside like doing the. The dances okay. yeah. for the um, game. Yeah. Oh, man, I gotta think of mine. Like other than Odell, who like immediately popped into my mind too. I was also thinking Westbrook, like oh, in yeah. terms of yeah. NBA players. Who did he used to do the like one handshake with on the Thunder? Who's like like Cameron uh, Payne? Do you remember Cameron yeah, Payne? Cameron oh, Payne. Yeah. I thought Cameron Payne was the one, so <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put him in there okay. too. Okay, Cameron Payne was lit. And then I'm going Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's you my, have two. Uh, that's that's four. Who was your other? Two? That's Odell. Oh, okay. Westbrook and Cameron Payne. I was considering then, Antonio yeah. Brown too. I was thinking AB. He's, he's like. I'm just not. I'm, I'm I feel not like Odell is usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So final segment of the show here, new segment, came mm-hmm. up with this today. So came up with inno- all this says, Innovation so. right now. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's called Swipe Left, Swipe Right for all you Tinder fans out there. So we're, we're not being... Explain it for the non-Tinder users out there. Well, I feel like I'm saying <laughs> Tinder a lot, and Tinder isn't paying us a <laughs> This is not a plug. But this is not a plug for Tinder, but hop on Tinder if you're feeling this lonely. Is <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's called Swipe Left, Swipe Right. So basically, I'm going to name athletes to Jewel. And she's gonna say whether it's a swipe left or a swipe right. Swipe right means that they're they're good. Swipe left <laughs> is like a not nah, pass. Okay. So, right. first one, we're gonna start off with some VC. Oh goodness. We're gonna start with Kai Bowman. Oh. Swipe left or swipe right? <laughs> Star. Um, swipe right. He's right. pretty. Okay. Lit. He's okay. pretty lit. True. He could <laughs> land on that list. He could <laughs> land on the list. Okay. Chris Heron Jr. The swipe frog. right. Swipe right on Chris. Yeah. Heron. Okay. AJ, also could land on AJ the list. Dillon. Just saying. AJ yeah. Dillon. All right. Hey, we're all just right. supporting the DC. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eagles supporting yeah, Eagles. That's right. That's right. Eagles out here. That's right. Okay. Now we're moving on. I'm going to switch a little bit. We're getting outside of the BC bubble into Good. the Boston area. How about Rob Gronkowski? Gronk. Swipe left. Swipe yeah, left. Right. Oh, okay. God. Okay. He has a girlfriend anyway. It's, it's fine. Um, then we're going A Rod. Kind of in the news lately. A Rod. What are you thinking? Congrats to him. We yeah. we had a quote about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the man. No, he's obviously. Swipe right on A-Rod. Swipe right Love on it. A-Rod. Love and it. then, this is my girl one I was talking about, Jennifer Lopez. Swipe, oh, swipe left, right. swipe right. Yes. Swipe right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just plug the A-Rod J-Lo relationship. So we talked about this. We'll wrap up with this. We were deciding if it should be A-Lo or J-Rod. And we're going, I went A-Lo. 
Um, I didn't have an answer, I don't think. Butterfield called in and said J-Rod, who okay. texted me after the Got fact. It. So we have a one-to-one right now. Oh, I don't know. I like Halo, though. I, I think good. so. Halo's, I think it, yeah. It, like, connotation of, like, Halo and gets rid I, of the Yeah, when you said that, thing. I was like, all yeah. right, that's pretty cool. All right. All right. Well, Jewel, we had an awesome time with you. We're yeah. so happy to get you on. Thank you uh, for having me. We'll be getting me. this up soon. And keep on listening, guys. So, Jewel. Yeah. Thanks for having or thanks. thanks for being with us. <laughs> thanks Just for having stay, us. Stay yeah, yeah. Stay <laughs> with. Stay with. Stay with. Always. <laughs>